Hi, I'm Rumbi, and I'm just a normal Christian girl doing what she loves to do, and that's speaking about Jesus. Welcome to my podcast. A space where we motivate, encourage, and help each other walk boldly in our journeys with God. Each week, we discuss lessons from the Bible, relevant topics, and much more. So grab your Bible, bring your coffee and pens, and let's dive straight into today's episode. I'm your host, Rumbi Tsachimisa, and welcome to Just a Normal Christian Girl podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Just a Normal Christian Girl podcast. Happy New Year, happy 2022. I hope you're all having an amazing start to the new year and I hope things are going well for everyone. Guys, this is the first episode of 2022 and I couldn't be more excited and more grateful to start it off with a very special guest. Her name is Morgan Tracy J. She is a Christian YouTuber that gives advice on faith, fashion, and fearlessness and she's a founder of a ministry called His Daughter's Closet. Hey Morgan, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm so excited to have this conversation, but before we get into all that good stuff, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and the ministry you started? Okay. Well, honestly, I always say I'm just an everyday woman. Now, some people online wouldn't say that, but truly I am. I have the same struggles, the same everyday problems as anyone else. Um, And I will say I started my ministry in 2017 when I was in undergraduate, when I was at university. Um, And it just kind of birthed into something a lot bigger than what I even thought of at the time. And so his daughter's closet was really formed because I could picture a girl going into her closet and like finding old things from previous seasons that no longer fit her that she was still trying to wear. And I wanted her to put on some new garments in the garments of God. And so that's why I titled it his daughter's closet. That's awesome. You know, I feel like in certain seasons, we need certain things that God gives us certain things. But once God brings us to new seasons, we kind of outgrow those things and God's calling us to new and better things. So I love that you that's how you named your thing. And I love how there's a meaning behind it. So how did you realize that God wanted you to start a YouTube channel? And then soon after that, your ministry, his daughter's closet. Okay. To be honest with you, I didn't really know God wanted me to start a YouTube channel. I just knew God had called me to fast at the time. And I was, um, you know, still living in sin. I was barely saved and I didn't grow up Christian. So I didn't really know what fasting was. But when I found out what fasting was, I felt the Lord was pulling that on me. And then I was thinking like, well, I want to fast because all the videos I was finding was a lot of older people fasting, like older people in the church. And I was like, I want to show young college age students, which I was at the time, how to fast, you know, like you can do it. And so I went on a 21 day water fast and I made it all the way to day 19. Well done. And I document, yeah. And I documented <laughs> my journey on YouTube. And so I guess that was the start of my ministry, but I didn't ever even go into it thinking that it was just, I want to show young people how to fast. That was it. And it's birthed itself into so much more, um, but it was just really an idea. That's all it was. Yeah, and I love what you said, because it first started with you wanting something. And I feel like, you know, 
of course, I feel like God wanted you to do that. And it first started with you just being obedient and saying, okay, God, if you want me to do this, yes, my life isn't perfect now. Yes, I'm still living in the sin, but I'm just going to be obedient and I'm just going to follow you, you know? And I love what you said, um, that it first starts with an idea. And that kind of brings us in today's topic of stepping into God's purpose for your life. Because a lot of the times it just starts with an idea. It just starts with God telling you, hey, do this. I want you to go tell this person about something. Because I feel like, you know, when we talk about this topic and when people first hear about it, they feel like it's going to be this big voice or this quiet voice or this immediate word from God. But actually it's not. It's just you being obedient and following and doing what God had called you to do. So, you know, when you first started your ministry, I assume that it was very small. Yeah. How did you learn to stay faithful with your idea? Because the thing is, you know, God gives us an idea. He tells us to do something and we need to, you know, act on it and we need to be consistent with it. But I feel like sometimes in the beginning, the result is small and that can kind of be discouraging and cause people to give up. So how did you remain faithful with what God had given you? The reason I think I remained faithful was because I know it was in me. I knew that no matter if one person watched my content or if no one did, I was already going to keep speaking. I was used to speaking in my dorm room by myself. Like God would give me these words. So I was already used to it. And so even if no one ever knew who I was, no one ever grew and got into my ministry, I was going to continue to do it because it wasn't for them. It was because it was something God put in me. Yeah. And so if it was going to be in the science research area, or if it was going to be in, you know, University, wherever it was going to be, I was going to speak regardless because it was in me. And so I feel like that's why I didn't give up because the reality of it is when something is in you, I looked at it like food. Like I have to eat every day. And then for me, I have to speak every day. That's my gift. And if I don't do my gift, I feel depleted. I feel like I'm not walking in purpose. And so that's why I never gave up, even when I had no views and it was just my mama watching my content. Yeah. You know? All those years. Um, And there were times I wanted to jump ship because I would see girls doing like hair care tutorials and the natural hair movement was really big in 2015, 2016. And I was watching girls grow really fast. And there were moments I wanted to switch up and I wanted to be like, Lord, but I can do the natural hair care movement too. Come on. I want to grow. And the Lord always told me just stay faithful. And one thing about it is I say is the Lord knows the seasons that are coming. So in 2015, Sarah Jakes wasn't as big as she is today. Morgan Tracy J wasn't. A lot of people wasn't quite looking for that type of content. It wasn't fully out there. And so I was putting this stuff out there and it wasn't that big yet. No one was really looking for it. But look, lo and behold, in 2019, 2018, people actually started looking for that type of stuff, right? Yeah. And then if you're already in the will of God, God already goes before you. He makes provision. And so I was already doing the thing he told me to do. So when girls began to look for it, they found me, you know? And mm-hmm. so that's what I'll say. It was just something that I did because I t- the Lord told me to do it. And even when I wanted to jump ship and do something different, he kept telling me, stay faithful to this path and this one. And I loved it so much. So I stayed faithful. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, um, you said in the beginning how God had prepared you for it already. You know, even before you knew you wanted to start this ministry, this YouTube channel, you were already speaking in your bedroom and you didn't even realize it, but God was preparing you for the season of this life that you're living now. So I think that, you know, as we step into God's purpose for our lives, one of the things that can um, pull us back Um, or prevent us from going forward is that sometimes we feel unqualified to do um, what God has called us to do. So were there ever moments in your journey where you were like, 
um, can I actually do this? And how did you like learn to overcome them? Well, if I'll be frank and honest, it happens every day. It happens even earlier. We were in a fasting meeting and my intern stepped out real quick and I wondered, God, can I make it? And I've done it many times, right? But it's still, you're still going to have that doubt, especially when you are stepping and doing something in faith. Yeah. If you, if it didn't require faith, I could just say, oh, I got this and plan it and get it going. But when it requires God, that means you have to relinquish your ability and what you think you can do and you got to trust him with it. And so I do, I have many moments in my ministry, like, can I do this? Especially when I need to preach a word and then get another word and I'm creating other words. I'm like, can I do three words at one time? <laughs> and God yeah. always somehow shows me I can, you know? And so I think it's just trusting him, but also knowing you were made for this. So when I get overwhelmed and I begin to doubt, I have to remind myself like, Morgan, you were made for this. Yeah, God put this in you to do this. You were made for this. And even that mountain that you're trying to overcome, these obstacles, you were made to overcome that obstacle. So even though you don't know the answer, you don't have the solution and you don't have the outcome today, don't worry, sis, you were made for this you know, and that helps me. I've had many moments, even here in my office where things gotten tight, difficult for me. And I have to remember you were made for this, mm. these obstacles that you think are heavy. God says, daughter, I built you for this. That's why you got a strong bad. That's why you got a strong faith. That's why you had a strong mama because you were made for this. Right. Yes. And so uh, that's, that's how I look at a lot of my challenges and my doubts. I was made to overcome them and I was made to conquer them. In those moments where you're doubting yourself, the devil is going to use that as an opportunity to break you down, to discourage you. But again, you need to remind yourself of the truth that you were made for this. And, you know, one of the things I was thinking about the other day is that God knew everything about us before he called us right? He knew all our achievements. He knew all our flaws, all the things we're good at, all our weaknesses. But with mm -hmm. knowing all that, he still called us. He still chose us. He still gave us his assignment. And so, you know, God doesn't make mistakes. So, you know, if God is telling us to do something, then we should know that we can do it through God that gives us strength. You know, I feel like when God tells us to do something, the first thing we jump to is I can't do this or I can't do that because I am this or I am that. But right. in those moments, we're really just leaning on our own strength and our own ability. You know, it's fine if we can't do certain things. It's fine if we have weaknesses because it's in those weaknesses that Christ's power is made great, right? And we don't right. have to, you know, have everything all figured out because like, if you think about it, his grace is more than sufficient for all of us. So, you know, we, in those moments, we can just learn to trust in God and you know, we might not have everything figured out. We might not know what we're doing, but we just need to learn to step out in faith and, you know, trust that God has so much more in store for us and trust that God's got a plan even when we don't know where we're heading. Right. So right. one of the things, you know, I've learned and I was watching your videos and you said something um, similar to this. You know, when we talk about um, calling and stepping into our purpose, it's a journey. You know, you don't wake up one day feeling all spiritual, ready to sacrifice everything, ready to be obedient. No, it's a daily process of saying yes to God. 
as we journey um, with Jesus, God is going to call us to new levels. And these new levels are going to require high levels of faith, high levels of obedience, but also, you know, something that a lot of people don't really focus on is high levels of sacrifice. Um, And I think one of the promises in the Bible I really just cling on to is when Jesus says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. But I think what a lot of people fail to realize is that, yes, God will never leave us. You know, as we journey, God will be with us. But how far we go is totally up to us, right? And I assume that you are where you are today because you made the choice to continuously say yes to God, even in moments where you didn't really want to. So can you give advice to others who are struggling to say yes to God in the moment? Because saying yes to God means saying no to something else and sacrificing something else. Right, right. If I could give someone advice on that, I would encourage you to take a few days. I always tell God, like if I struggle with God telling me to do something, sometimes I struggle. Yeah. And I'll say, okay, God, give me, give me some time. Like look, before I make this decision, because I'm struggling, my flesh still wants what it wants. And then you're pulling on my heart. I can just jump up and say it, but I don't have the strength right now to truly give you this thing. So give me some days. And so in those days I would do a, a fast. I would just make sure in my prayer time, I'm being a little more intentional about it. And I want to tell you, usually within three days, I have the strength to do I didn't have the strength to do three days before. So sometimes it's not about someone not wanting to say yes to God. It's that there's this, all this fear wrapped around. If I say yes, he's going to take all of this. Right. And so sometimes you don't want to give him certain things because you're afraid of him and what he's going to take from you. And so that's kind of what I would encourage someone to do is take your time. There was a time when I was going through a relationship and the guy broke up with me and I was hurt. And, and then the guy came back. And he wanted to be back together with me. And I didn't feel, I didn't feel peace about it. Um, And I remember this talk and I remember going on a three-day fast and I said, God, I need three days, three days with you. And I need you to give me the strength so I don't go back because I love him. I want to go back. You know, that was there. I want to, but I need three days with you, Lord. And so I went on a three-day fast where I just focus on the Lord, but I said to do my everyday ministry stuff. No one yeah. ever knew I was going through that, but personally, I knew I was fasting. I knew in my long time, I was talking to the Lord about this. And on that third day, when the dude came back and he came back with some tools, like he was ready <laughs> saying, I'll marry you out. Every <laughs> single thing you could think under the sun, he brought with him that day. And when I finally was talking to him again and it didn't phase me, there was this, the connection and the tie that we had, it was gone. Yeah. And only fasting and only God could do that. And so I will tell people, that's why we have Jesus. We're not strong enough sometimes to say yeah. yes on our own or no on our own. That's why we pray. That's why we fast. And that's why we relinquish our power over to God so he can do that for us and he can strengthen us. And it shows in scripture where Jesus says that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak, mm-hmm. right? The spirit is strong in us. It wants to obey God, but our flesh sometimes wants to do something opposite. And so, and sometimes that's our feelings, that's our emotions, they can get in the way. And so that's why when we put these under submission to God, it gives us another strength. And that's when our spirit rises up. And then our spirit is a woman of faith. Our spirit is bold. Our spirit is doing the thing we wanted to do the whole time, right? Our spirit is doing it. And so that's what, well, I would encourage somebody. That's the way you would get empowered is you give your spirit 
the time to get built up. I say it's like a balloon. Every time you blow air into that balloon, it gets bigger and bigger. And every time you pray on that need and you seek the Lord and you talk to the Holy Spirit and you get help, your spirit is getting bigger and bigger. And so people will be like, Morgan, you do all this. My spirit has just gotten big over the years. That's it, you know? Yeah. And so hopefully yeah. they can see that for themselves. Just blow into your balloon with you. And that's just build up your spirit every day. And you'll look up and the thing that you couldn't say no to back then, it doesn't even phase you anymore. Yes, definitely. And the Bible talks about how we have a great high priest who is able to empathize with our weaknesses because Jesus was tempted in every way, just like we are, yet never sinned. And so Jesus understands. And I love what you said, Morgan. God is so rich in patience. And he gives us time to say yes to him. And again, it's a journey. It's a process. So give yourself time. Yes. So something I know you do in your business is an annual prom dress drive, which I think is so cool. What inspired you to start that? Honestly, it was me and my sister. Growing up, we would do like homecomings and proms and stuff. And I didn't technically grow up you know, with a lot of money in my household. Mm. And so sometimes we would notice that when that season came around, it was hard for my parents because they had two daughters around the same age. And so it was kind of hard. And we always got dresses somehow and things like that. But I just noticed that if it would have been another season and another hardship for us, one of us probably wouldn't have got a dress, you know? And so I noticed that girls, when they're in that season and they maybe grow up in poverty, all they want is a little help. And they don't want to have to say to their friends, I can't get a, their friends are buying prom dresses. And then they're like, I'm waiting for my parents to get paid. or I'm waiting for my parents to be able to afford it, but they can't right now. No girl wants to tell her friends that. And so that's why we created the prom dress drive. So she doesn't have to. And so we just show up to their school and lay out all these dresses and they try them on. And the one that they fall in love with, they take home and that's, and they go to prom for free. You know, they did a prom dress for free. And so that's the vision of it. And that's the heart of it. Um, Because I was that girl who was, my friends were getting dresses and stuff. And I was that girl, like, I don't know if I'm going to get one in time. Mm. You know, I was the girl who got one last minute because that's when my parents was able to afford it last minute, you know, and I don't want her to have to feel that stress. I want her to be thinking about what's my hair going to look like and how (laughs) beautiful going to feel. And that's the goal of my ministry is to help women feel beautiful inside and out. And so um, the inside is with Jesus, but the outside, if it helps a youth that needs a dress, then that's how we do it. Any way we can spread that gospel and um, and help them. And so that's why I came up with the prom dress drive. And it has been my, my biggest blessing to this day. We have to give a lot, um, but we gain so much more. Yeah, definitely. You know, a lot of people say it's better to give than to receive, which is like so true. Um, And I love how, you know, you went through something in your childhood that really touched you and, you know, really impacted your life. And, you know, God used your pain back then for purpose right now. You know, that Mm -hmm. pain, it wasn't wasted. I guess you could say God used it to ignite a desire in you to start this prom dress drive, which I think is so cool. So um, do you have any tips for people who are trying to figure out what God is calling them to do, are trying to figure out what God wants them to do in the specific season of their life that they're in? Yeah, I definitely do. I would encourage you to have fun. Um, I always say before my ministry started, 
I wasn't looking for a ministry. I was just having fun. If it was hosting Bible studies on campus, if it was going to movie nights with my friends, I was literally just having fun and I was living my life. And I will say that is how good God is, is he will show up in the details of your life. Mm. I would be in the library studying and a girl would come up to me and we'd start talking about her relationship issues. And then I would begin to encourage her. I wasn't seeking these things out. It just kept falling in my lap, Mm. you know? And um, I would get opportunities to travel and speak for my university. um, And they would be like, you're a great speaker. I wasn't seeking these things. They were just kept coming. So God was edifying my gift even before I knew I was going to have a ministry. And so I would encourage if you're like, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what to do. Have fun because it's those things. It's those hobbies. It's those little things you get lost in doing that God is going to birth something beautiful. In college, I would stay up on weekends sometimes and I would clean and wash all my clothes. And then I would go through and I would put all new outfits together with those similar pieces. So I'd be like, let's put this shirt with this skirt. And I would do that not knowing I was just preparing for my ministry. You know, I do that all the time now. And so I was just having fun. That's all I was doing. And it birthed the ministry. And so today when I get a little too overwhelmed in the ministry, when I get to my team knows this, all of a sudden I'm like, hey, we got to get back to having fun because that's all that it was birthed from. It was birthed from fun. It wasn't birthed from, do I have enough faith to sustain the vision? Do I, am I walking in purpose? Am I doing all these things right? Am I close enough to God? No, it was, I love Jesus. Jesus loves me. I'm having fun. That's all it was. And so that's what I would encourage somebody to do is get back to living, especially if you're young or you're like, you're still in that in beginning stages of not fully knowing your purpose. Boo, this is your chance to have fun. This is your chance to learn everything you need to learn. And just like, go have fun with your friends. I didn't even know I had a gift of speaking until I was having fun with my friends. And one of my friends said, MJ, you can speak. I didn't even know it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was just having fun. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, thanks. Um, I didn't know a lot of the stuff that I do today was all going to be produced first from when I was just having fun with the Lord. And it says in scripture that he gets joy out of us. Mm. So our joy brings him joy. So when his daughters are happy and glowing and having a great time and loving life and loving him, he gets joy out of that. And so that's all I was doing was producing joy in my life. And I was getting joy through Jesus Christ. So I was in a really great place. And so when he gave me my ministry and he gave me my purpose, I had been doing it all along. It was just right in front of me. Definitely. It just like shows how like God's, as you said, it's in the details of our lives. He cares about how we feel. He cares about our life. And I think what you said about, you know, just have fun and just experiment and, you know, try see what you're good at. And I love how, you know, your friend told you, hey, you're good at speaking because You know, that wasn't even something you realized, but in a way, God used your friend to speak to you and to like, I guess, plant a small seed in your life. And I also think just like be obedient, be obedient every single day, you know, whatever God's telling you to do, whether it's to go make a friend or to, you know, go give offering, just be obedient and um, just trust in God. And I also think just spend time with God, get into his word and devote yourself to prayer because it's in those moments where we get close to him, where our relationship with him deepens, that he begins to reveal certain things about ourselves that we didn't even know or realize. I mean, who better to tell you more about yourself than your creator? And definitely what you said earlier is very helpful. So as we go on this journey, I think a very important aspect is the people we surround ourselves with. 
you know, we aren't meant to go on this journey by ourselves. We aren't meant to do this alone. God brings people, certain people into our lives to help us to get to where we need to get. And so how is the community you surrounded yourself with helped you get to where you are today? Well, that's really a good question. To be honest, um, when I first got saved, I was 19 and everyone, no one in my family was saved. So I didn't have a community. I didn't have it for years, actually. So I felt really alone, but also I got really close to God, you yeah. know? Um, and so I didn't have a community for a long time. And then when I was an undergrad, I built my own. That's when I started hosting Bible studies and things like that. Um, so I built my own community over time. And now I built a major community <laughs> you know, with the, with the ministry. But I will say it hasn't been since these last few years that I've actually been around community. And for people who don't grow up quite Christian, sometimes you don't have that godly atmosphere around you, but you have to be that godly person. Yeah, definitely. You have to be the one to say, the atmosphere is not going to change me. I'm going to change this atmosphere. Mm -hmm. So if my parents speak profanity and they do that, me around, they're not, they're going to feel a shift because it's like, I'm different. They can't, they're not going to speak like that to me or in front of me, you Mm -hmm. know? My cousin smokes. And then when I'm around, he's not going to smoke because who I am. Right. And so I began to embody what I wanted to see in my family, in my life. I began to embody that. And so I didn't necessarily have a community. I'm just getting that in the last two years. Um, But what I did have is I had Jesus. And I believe that's why the ministry has been so powerful because I didn't have friends to run to or like a group all the time to be like, is this approved? Is this okay? When yeah. the Lord told me something, I just did it. Everything you see today in my ministry, it wasn't because I had to go check with pastor deacon or mama, daddy. I didn't have no one to check with, but Jesus. So if he gave it to me. I'd be like, so you want me to create a ministry? You want me to create programs? What does that look like? They need to research it, figure it out. And so I started researching and figuring things out. And then, bam, you know, I birthed new things. I wrote my first book for free. I learned so much things, but it was all because I didn't have to go check with anyone. And I didn't need, I had no one to get approval from but God. And I didn't have to go get approval. Like, is this appropriate? Is this right? Um, I just, if God told me to do it, I did it. And I would say like, I did get a lot of backlash for that though at times because I would do certain things and people would not understand it over time. You know, they would see the goodness of the Lord in it. And then they'd be like, oh, okay. Now it makes sense why she did that, you know, Mm. but um, it, it was really different for me. So for me, you definitely need community. Community helps you. But if you are in a situation like I was where you didn't have that, then Jesus is your community and he will bring you the community that you're supposed to be a part of. And actually, sis, you might not actually need to go to the community. You might be called to build the community. That is so true. Yeah, and what you just said kind of reminds me, you know, a lot of people say this um, quote, if Jesus is all you have, then Jesus is all you need. You know, sometimes when... God tells us to do something, when God calls us to do something, we feel like we need all these resources, all these connections, all these networks, all these people, but you just need to be obedient. What what I've noticed is that once you do your part, God will do the rest and and he will help you and guide you and he will be your support system if that's what you need for him. So I feel like also one of the things um, that limit people or stop them from going far in their journeys is other people's opinions. How did you learn? Because especially like being 
a Christian YouTuber and spreading the gospel, how did you learn to like overcome other people's negative thoughts and other people's opinions? Well, to be honest with you, it didn't happen a lot at the beginning because no one knew me. And so I didn't really get a lot of views. No one was commenting. So I didn't really get a lot of negative comments, but I noticed the comments that kept coming around. So when they did start coming and I knew which were from the enemy, some like one random comment. Okay. But if you get the same type of comment, like you talk too much, you need to quit talking. You shouldn't be teaching things like that. Then I always knew those were from the enemy. And so I never let them get beyond like beyond my flesh. I never let them get further. Um, I would get a lot of comments about my dress. I still do. A lot of people tell me like, you're not modest, not modest enough. They're really on me about that. And the reality of it is, is I feel like a daughter of God, you know? And and so for me, it's like, but I'm not trying to trump up my, trip up my brothers at all. I feel like a daughter of God in what I was wearing. And so it's like, I had to get to a place to where I understood no matter what I was looking like, God saved me. Even before I, when I was deep, deep in the sin, he, I was wearing the craziest stuff. I was doing the crazy stuff. He still loved me. And so I know today that no matter what I wear, I'm still a daughter of God. No matter how I operate, if I fall short tomorrow, I'm a daughter of God. And so I have such a grace on myself that when people don't have grace on me, it doesn't phase me because I have such a grace on myself. Hmm. I'm not um, into really, I don't, I'm not very religious. And I feel like it's got to be one way or this way. I'm just a lover of Christ. That's all I am. And so, and he has loved me and he's the type of God that doesn't say you got to change or you got to get right. And then I'll love you. He says, I'll love you right now. Yeah. You know? And so that's how I want to do people. And that's how I've decided to deal with negative comments and things like that. When they come at me with the words, like you need to do this better and you need to do all this. Um, Personally, I just feel like God loves me where I'm at and he's blessed me so much. So I'm doing something right. You know? I'm doing something right now. Am I perfect? No, not at all. Am I got, am I, am I where I'm going to be in 20 years from now? No, not at all. Is there things that I wear today that in 20 years I might cringe at? Maybe so, <laughs> Maybe. but I'm not there yet. You know, I'm a 21, I'm a 28 year old woman. And so I, I have a different style at this age and God loves me even through my style at this time. He loves me through everything at this time. And even my mindset at this age, it's not going to be the same mindset I'm going to have when I'm 40. And so I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with my process. And I think some people are not okay with my process. And, um, but I am, and I have grace on myself. And I think it's the reality of my misperfections, like all my mess ups that show women that if God can love Morgan and bless her through all that, then he can bless and love me too. You know, that's so true. You know, even when we mess up, even when we fall short, even when we, you know, we don't really know what we're doing. God still loves us. God's love for us doesn't change. Even, you know, when we fall back into old bad habits, God doesn't change his mind about us. He doesn't change his mind about um, the plan and purpose he has on our lives. And I said this in the previous podcast episode, knowing that God's love doesn't change for us, doesn't give us an excuse or license to sin and abuse his grace. No, it just helps us understand his grace and love over our lives. So Morgan, I had such an amazing time having this conversation with you. As we come to an ending, can you tell us where we can find you and your social media platforms? 
Yeah, sure. Well, you can always find me on YouTube at Morgan Trey CJ and Instagram at Morgan Trey CJ. Um, and most and most place I would love for you to find me is my ministry, hisdaughtersclosetcom We have a lot of free resources and a lot of goodies there that I know will bless you right where you're at. Well, Morgan, thank you so much for what you're doing for the kingdom of God. Thank you so much for joining me. I had such an amazing time having this conversation with you. Guys, I'll put all her social media links and all the important information in the description of this video. But as always, I hope you stay blessed and remember, never forget, Jesus loves you. Peace.